ease into it. That's right, Matt. Don't rush. Don't rush. Take it easy. You can do this however you want. There's no set way to do it. Very, very, very free, free form. So saith the Podfather. Do your thing. Sounds like he's describing an orgy. <laughs> Matt, it's the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. There were three podcasts last week, as is now very common. Very rarely do we get four. Very rarely do we get two. That's fine with me. I agree. The first was with Cousin Sal, as per normal, overnight Sunday into Monday. Uh, the second was with Chuck Klosterman, largely unnecessary, but did listen to the whole thing several times. Uh, the third was with Matthew Barry to talk fantasy football, followed by Mallory and the uh, house. Chris, to be clear, it was with Matthew Barry to talk about Bill's fantasy right, football right. team. How silly of me. It's the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. Here we go. <laughs> I know. So the first one of the week was one hour, 35 minutes, and 44 seconds. This was the one with Cousin Sal. Pearl Jam, one minute, 48 seconds. Almost seven minutes in, this Joe Bluth nominee. Because it, 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 it's made it worse. Honestly, it sounds a little bit more like Porky Pig than Joe Bluth. <laughs> but I'm not going to call it the Porky Pig nominee. Uh, at 14.08, Sal goes after the Patriots. And the response that we got from Bill and Cousin Kyle was terrific. Classic Patriots win right there. The unnecessary helmet to helmet. Oh, the- uh, especially when Sal points out that Patrick Chung is on parole. Patrick oh, Chung Jesus. off on parole with the big interception. Oh, come on, uh, man. But what, what else do you want in that game? Chris, the best part about that is that Kyle and Bill deny knowing about Belichick Jr. Stephen Belichick. Ushabu- yeah, I'm just going to colloquially refer to him as that. Uh, but <laughs> I approve. <laughs> Belichick's son had to be ushered off the field because they were trying to cheat. They were watching the practice session for the Bills. It goes on and on with this. That didn't happen. What are you just what are you talking about? And then later talk about it. Right. So either they knew about it and were just bullshitting, or possibly there was like an edit and then there's a gap where they learn they about learn it. About They're it, googling it. it. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I, also, I definitely would believe Kyle was googling during the uh, during the podcast. There's no no chance he's paying 100 percent attention the entire time. 100. <laughs> I'm not sure he's paying 12. Uh, also, sometimes when Bill says Jesus, he says it like this, Jesus, like, like Jesus, it, like, it makes it sound like you could get a spreadable savior from yes. your convenience store <laughs> yes, and, and, and spray it under your crackers. Yes. Matt, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. This is the profane section of the Bill Simmons podcast podcast. Listen now, Matt, to all the blasphemy Bill has let loose upon this fine earth. Over three podcasts last week. John off on pro- Yeah, I, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Obviously, everyone. Oh, Jesus. As well. Jesus. Jesus. At any. Jesus. Jesus. I can't remember which commandment it is, Chris, but Bill broke it. At 1725, Sal says that he's going to be starting Brady in his fantasy. Right. Which is totally unremarkable. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm starting Brady. I'm starting TB12, the greatest of all time. Except at 1753, we hear this. Proving it again that fantasy can be dumb sometimes. I play. 
And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm starting Brady. I'm starting TB12, the greatest of all time. This sounds to me as if we just heard the same 28 seconds over because of some bizarre edit. Times. I play. That awesome employee, Cousin Kyle, left in. I, I don't even know how you copy and paste an entire portion of the podcast <laughs> over know. itself and then don't check. But what's funny is you and I talked about this after we listened to it last Monday morning. And then again Sunday when I listened to this in – You'll be surprised to know I prepare for these recordings. <laughs> it's still available for download. Times. I play. Which means wow. either no one notified the ringer and no one listened from the ringer to this podcast and told anyone, or uh, one or more listeners did hear the mistake, told the ringer, the ringer, unconcerned. That's a bingo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like there was something that happened. I can't remember exactly what it was within the last six months or so where there was a, a fuck up and then they did go back and change it like they it was the, it. it was the fourth of july ad oh right in yes. august and then they changed it back out <laughs> well when it affects advertisers and their pockets maybe when it affects you listener and the quality of the podcast that you listen to bill don't give a fuck at forty four forty nine, the packers can do this they can do the most things this is a weird recent trend at least i've only noticed it recently where bill runs out of nouns and uses <laughs> thing or things at 4826, Bill is warning gamblers to stay away from a game. And what he says here is this is contrary to his usual support of gambling. The problem is he begins talking and apparently does not have an endpoint. This is what he begins by saying. As you know, I encourage gambling. I want all the young <laughs> young kids out there to ease into it. I don't know why he thinks kids <laughs> should ease into gambling. Ease into it. I think what he means is participate in gambling or to use the verb form of gambling, gamble. gamble. <laughs> but he is not done and refuses to back up and rephrase his argument. This is how it continues. Very, very, very free, free form. So he says the word free and then decides, I am also going to stay <laughs> with free. How can I continue this sentence that's double botched without ever backing up? It makes no sense. It does make for a good intro. Uh, to the Bill Simmons podcast podcast, but Bill adamant, I am going to continue with this <laughs> this sentence. Then he goes on to this. Do your thing. Don't be afraid of gambling. Free form, do your thing, <laughs> when doing your thing means wagering. This is actually totally in keeping with Bill's personality, which is this. He refuses to acknowledge that he is screwed up in any way, and therefore will not just say, actually, what I mean to say is this, or... Let me put it this way, or let me try that again. Instead, just barrels on through. Or what he could say is, Kyle, I'm going to say that again. And they could edit the last part out. Yeah. Nope. At 55.18, for any of the haters of the Bill Simmons podcast podcast, don't know why you would listen if you hate it, but <laughs> we would absolutely take the audience. We'll point out that while we are negative, a lot of the time, we're not the only ones. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd still more, like to be negative. $90,000. Yeah, we like to be negative, too. Yeah. Commenters. <laughs> are there commenters? I don't think there are commenters. that one guy. Yeah, that <laughs> commenter. Matt, you know there's a difference in definition between the word boon ending with a letter N and the letter boom ending with a letter M. Mm -hmm. M is in Matt. Bill does not understand that. So we're in, like, mm -hmm. in this receiver boon right now. A receiver boon, Matt, <laughs> per Merriam-Webster, would be a receiver benefit or a receiver favor. I don't know how we can be in the midst of a receiver boon. 
Even if the receiver's <laughs> name was Boone, I feel like it would be uncomfortable be to be guy. in his midst. Maybe his urologist or proctologist <laughs> could be in the midst of a receiver named Boone, but I'm not sure that there's anyone in the league. And finally, Matt, we come to our criticism of Bill as a parent and as a man at one hour, 22 minutes and 42 seconds. Bill points out that his son, Ben, who I'm really starting to become a little bit of a fan of, got some packages. One of the packages included a fake axe. One included vampire blood and this. Hollywood quality FX latex wound. I don't think that Bill knows that Hollywood quality FX latex wound means that it is a Hollywood quality wound made out of the substance latex. (laughs) So you can put these things on and it makes it look like you've had latex wound. I think he thinks that latex wound is its own thing because he goes on to talk about this guy latex wound. Now he has a fake axe and he has vampire blood and latex wounds. <laughs> so great. It makes it look like you've had latex wound. It's like if Does it, he think you've had a wound to your latex? <laughs> Is he thinking it's a larynx? If you had Hollywood quality FX latex wound that made it look like you had a latex wound, that would be Yes, product. Yes. <laughs> but what he thinks is, in in fact, it is a very realistic looking wounded latex. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> but, Matt, part of it is the tone and the delivery. If he said <laughs> he's got the axe, he's got the blood, and he's got a latex wound, okay, fine. But he says latex wound. <laughs> also, it's like the people that say Taco Bell. <laughs> also, it's vampire blood. I don't understand. It's blood. It's fake blood. Now, you if you were trying to be a vampire, you could potentially like put some on your lips to make it look like you would just Matt drank gesturing blood, his mouth, uh-huh. right? So that you would look like a vampire. But how is vampire blood distinguishable from any other type of blood? Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down, Ben. I see you're dressed as an army man. Unless you're going to use that as as vampire puncture wound blood, you're simply using the wrong product. And also, how are we supposed to know if your latex is injured? <laughs> We'll be back after this. Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. On the second part of the week, it was Chuck Klosterman, and they had a long, boring conversation, (laughs) at least initially. Pointless. Uh, This was one hour, 43 minutes, and 41 seconds. Pearl Jam at 4 minutes and 47 seconds, which certainly foreshadowed the amount of time we'd have to spend waiting for any information. He says that it's the fourth anniversary of the BS Podcast. Four years ago today, the BS Podcast was created. He's wrong. It's his (laughs) podcast, and he has named it the Bill Simmons Podcast, not the BS Podcast. At 117, he also does not know the name of the new product from The Ringer which is a new podcast by the Vampire Weekend guys. What's the, what's the pod called with the uh, Vampire Weekend guys? I also don't know the name. I don't care. <laughs> the only thing that I found interesting about it, aside from the fact that he's the CEO and he does not know his own company's product, is that the guys are called CT and Bayo. And I was really hoping it was a podcast about Chachi <laughs> and the guy from the real world Road Rules Challenge who does kick much ass. 
disappointed it was about some band. I don't think that many people like Vampire Weekend. Maybe if they had vampire blood. <laughs> Maybe that's it. At 204, Bill thanks his cousin Kyle, and he calls him this. Not just my nephew, but an awesome employee. Maybe he means awesome in the sense that he's typically on time uh, and he doesn't complain a lot. If he means awesome in the sense that he thinks cousin Kyle does an effective job, that's a lie because we know he doesn't. And we'll, in fact, hear more about it in this very podcast. Maybe he instills Bill with awe. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> like he means it in the literal sense. At 229, et cetera is not pronounced this way, even if you say it twice. Et cetera, et cetera. I was hoping there was going to be three et ceteras in a row. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. At 12.55, another Joe Bluth nominee for the week. There's, there, it's- At 26.28, Bill's pimping the CBS app in what we have to presume is a paid or sponsored advertisement, and he gets the language wrong. That's right. Sports cover, Ridge. And then he realizes he gets the language wrong. Sports cover, Ridge. And doesn't correct Doubles it. Doubles down. At 41.34, I'm trying to figure out what this sound is in the background. I'm interested now in something about the way you sort of... It sounds like a weird backward sound, like a, like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, it sounds like the kind of thing where if this were some ghost hunter show, the host would be convinced that they were uh, hearing a spirit. Something about- I think it might be Bill just slurping saliva off his lip. Uh, at 44.51, things do start to heat up because Chuck begins to take it straight to the mug of Bill Simmons. You're very hungry... To connect with people. And Bill takes issue with the way Chuck thinks he's trying, he, Bill, is trying to connect with people. <laughs> in fact, I wonder if you're in- <laughs> so I knew you were going to insult me. No, I, don't, I think I hungry think is the wrong true, word. Bill. I don't know that it's insulting. I mean, maybe there's an, a, a negative connotation that the hunger to connect with people is somehow a desperate move. I'm not sure that I, I get the impression that uh, Klosterman Im- intends for it to be taken that way. The response is what's, what's more important. And, and I think... Part of what makes Bill good and part of what has historically made him good is the whole regular guy thing. And he's just responding like a smart, clever, regular guy. He seems to think like this is not who he is and takes umbrage. Bill's whole response is, uh, I know you are, but what am I? You still wanted to write things for people to read and for people to be amused by. But so did you. Accusing Chuck of also wanting to connect with people. Which, by the way, is I think a logical fallacy called an ad hominem attack, which is not uh, an attack on the content or the thesis of the argument. Instead, it's a direct attack on the person making the argument. If you are writing and publishing it, the hope is that someone will read it and then you'll get paid. Yes, that's how writing works. At 4807, Bill tries to convince Klosterman that he writes some things that were only meant for him as opposed to things that were intended to be published but weren't. If that was true, then I wouldn't have written anything that hasn't been published or things that were just for me, which I still do. Although the way he explains it is not entirely clear. And while the context of the entire conversation suggests that is his initial point, the way he phrases it does not does not indicate well, that. Well, also, it's weird because what Klosterman asks him if he journals. Right. And Bill says he doesn't. Although he says something like maybe in the very – like when he was in Boston in the beginning, he might have just so he could remember things or something like that. But what's weird is if you're not journaling or, or writing a diary but you, and you're writing things that are just for you, what is Bill doing? Like is he sitting down and writing a sports column and being like, you know what? I don't ever want, to, ever want anyone to see this. this not is only just that. just for me personally. And he has to do that at the beginning of the writing <laughs> because he goes on to say at 4839 this. I have a lot of stuff that I've, that I've written that either I decided it didn't work 
columns that that either I wrote three-fourths of or I wrote and I just didn't like, or I just wrote because I wanted was experimenting with the format or whatever and then just didn't publish it. But what that implies, Matt, and in fact, you could argue out and out explicitly states, is that he only intends for his writings to be published. Sometimes he's uh, unhappy with them and decides that they're not going to be published, but he only intends for them to be, and Chuck calls him out on that and uses the word intent. But the intention was to have it published. Bill then goes on to say at around uh, 50 minutes in that he actually doesn't write anymore. Sometimes I write, or I really don't write anymore, but when I did... Even though just two minutes earlier he said he does still write things for himself. Which I still do. Now, maybe this is an exaggeration and he's joking around about how his reputation is, that he was at one time a writer and now he's only a podcaster slash CEO. I really don't write anymore. That's not the way it reads to me as I listen to it. But then he goes on to say that the reason he was writing it sometimes, not now, even though he wants us to believe that, but the reason that he used to write was to improve his writing to try things out. Sometimes I would write just because I was trying to get better or trying to work on stuff or try some sort of style. It was more for, you know, the craft of it, trying to just improve. I just can't believe that what he was doing was writing columns with the intent to just see if the column style worked and then perhaps use that style in another column. I have to believe he was experimenting with a concept that he thought might be publishable. And then if it turned out that it didn't meet his standards, he would not publish it and then write a regular column. This this whole idea that he's writing tandem columns, one for publishing and one for uh, his own personal growth, is just fucking preposterous. At 108.26, this noise from Klosterman. <laughs> At 111.39, this is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard Klosterman say. I'm of the belief that, you know, the, uh, the character is what the writer decides. It's just absurd. The idea that a character does not have to be internally logical or internally rational is useless to Klosterman because he's just thinking to himself, this person doesn't exist, and I I will just accept whatever the writer deems that character to do. Yes. That's what the guy doing the story and the women running the story watch. How does he watch TV? (laughs) Does he just think like, yeah, that's what that writer decided, so I'm going with it. This is like when uh, Bill says, I think it was when Game of Thrones was, was ending, and Bill was saying, like, it's bullshit that people who are consuming media should be able to say, well, I didn't like the way this ended. I would have done this differently. It's like, no, people are allowed to do that, especially Chuck Klosterman, if it's, like, inconsistent with right. that character. Right. It's one thing to say, well, they can't decide what they wanted and what they didn't, but we're allowed to be like, well, that guy would not do that. Chris, could you uh, find the definition of political science? <laughs> Matt, here's what Google says about political science. The branch of knowledge that deals with systems of government, the analysis of political activity and behavior. Well, I got news for Google, Chris. Bill likes political science at 5535 because it's taking something in history and making an argument about it. Political science I loved because it was basically like take something that happened in history and then make an argument about something about it. (laughs) No, it's not. No, it is not. Bill, political science major, apparently. Well, he's put it to good use. <laughs> At one fifteen fifty-five, Bill is asked by Chuck about his visit to uh, the new Golden State Warriors arena to listen to uh, Metallica. Bill turns out not to be a huge fan of Metallica, possibly huge poser, but more like rich guy with great opportunities the due to being part, rich. The best part of this, this whole thing is when Bill says it was getting to the end of the concert and he knew that they hadn't played their hits. Yes. So he looked on Spotify to see their top played songs, 
and learned that they hadn't played those yet. So he knew they were coming. And I know in my head, they haven't played like seven of their best ones. And I went on Spotify to see what the top five songs like most played on Metallica. Well, I'm, Bill, I was wondering, maybe huge Metallica fan. <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe <laughs> he, he checked out Spotify ahead of time. So that way he could like light his lighter and hold it aloft or throw the goat whenever it was time. He like, Oh wait, this is one of their good ones. I need to act excited. I think he did it during. That was the impression I got. <laughs> Before that, Bill points out that it was great to see the concert at the new stadium for two reasons. One, that the acoustics were incredible. Incredible acoustics. And and two, that the acoustics were really good. The good thing is, the acoustics are really good. Mm. Oh, Matt, I feel like that was an organic reference to the things Bill and his coterie of guests <laughs> found delicious last week. Let's have a listen. Coterie. <laughs> things mm. And then some. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. 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 oh, ooh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. couldn't in baseball mm-hmm. football? Mm-hmm. Connery's been mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and t- mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's just legit. Mm-hmm. I think this is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uncle Rico, three mm-hmm. and a half points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, what the f***? How does Bill know if the acoustics are good? Like, has Bill been to a lot of concerts at a lot of different places? And is like, you know what? I couldn't really hear the low end of the songs, but, you know, the high notes, uh, they were coming through clear. Felt like the mid-range was a little muddy there. Yeah, this is nonsense. At 116.34, he points out that this was, in fact, a fairly ambitious Metallica concert because it was Metallica with a live symphony. They're trying to blend orchestra stuff into all their songs and pretty ambitious but in fact it was probably more true when they did it for the first time in 1999 and released the album which all good metallica fans such as mr simmons would know snm which is short for symphony and metallica i just can't imagine if my wife was like hey i really want to go see Mm jay-z like i don't know any jay-z songs i don't really like jay-z why would i do this also we have to fly there and we live uh on the opposite side of the state from it yeah and oh in one day. Well, would you at least check to see what Jay-Z's top seven songs on Spotify were? Well, you know what I could see myself doing? I could see myself thinking, man, he's played a lot of songs. I wonder if he's almost done. Oh, shit, he hasn't even played these top five yet. <laughs> For the record, I like Jay-Z. At 117.18. So into it. Like 10 out of 10 that a crowd would be into it. <laughs> at 130.55. Bill thinks it was funny that four or five years ago, we would find things like Roger Goodell's response to Deflategate or Ray Rice's uh, domestic violence attack that he implies are so trivial and we would act like they were very important. And he, he wants Chuck to believe that, in fact, he's grown quite a bit and he would not continue to still get upset about such petty grievances. And I was so upset about Roger Goodell and his handle, his handling of Ray Rice and the Flakegate. That stuff seems so stupid now compared to what, what, our, what, we're at, what the real stakes are now with everything. Bill, you haven't grown. You, you are not a bigger person. At 139.20, Bill wants us to know that the science and the popular understanding of DNA analysis has grown quite a bit since the O.J. Simpson trial because of this. No, we're pretty sure we know. We have tests and there's DNA and chromosomes and we know. Matt, do you think he passes the uh, Daubert test for expertise in a trial Imagine. it has tests and chromosomes both bill is definitely one of those guys who if you get into an argument with him he has a position but as soon as you ask him to defend that position 
It's a lot of Joe Bluth. Things like that. <laughs> a lot of things like that. We'll be back after this. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. The final episode of the week was the one with Matthew Berry to talk about Bill's fantasy team, followed up by uh, Mallory and then Joe House. It was one hour, 57 minutes and 43 (laughs) seconds. Go. Bill hates fantasy football. He always says he hates fantasy football because it's weird and it's stupid and, and it's it a bummer, annoys him. Yep. Arbitrary. And he's been not successful at it the last few years. Bill really wants you to know about his 4 and 0 fantasy football team, which by the way immediately lost yes, this week. Yes. Perfect. The uh, uh, hubris is yes. uh, uh, overwhelming. Just imagine having an audience, Chris, more than, you know, like 200, where you could regale them with your glory. Well, not only that, but you can bring a guest on yes. to tell you how good you are. <laughs> I mean, the, this ends by him saying, could I go undefeated? <laughs> yes. At which point Barry says, is it a 10-team or a 12-team <laughs> league? Bill says, after some deliberation, 10-team league, which means the talent pool is uh, deeper per team. Barry hems and haws, then says, Bill, you're great. <laughs> At 31 seconds, however, into the podcast, Bill botches a zip recruiter ad, leaves it in. The smartest way to hire, hire, to hire. Pearl Jam at 151. At 245, Matthew Berry laments only being on the Bill Simmons podcast about one time a year. Bill, in his mightiness, deigns to advise (laughs) Berry it could be three or four times. You should be like three or four episodes here. At 707, Bill points out he wanted to have multiple QBs, which is why he took Lamar and Baker Mayfield. What's important is to listen to the verb choice by Bill Simmons. I want to take multiple quarterbacks of him and Baker. He uses the word have. I have him, meaning Lamar Jackson, and Baker. What's important is he does not say, I drafted Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, because in fact, he drafted Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Ben Roethlisberger, and then picked up a fourth quarterback, Gardner Minshew II. At 735, Bill continues to rail on snake draft uh, fantasy uh selections and points out that he is a real man because he does an auction draft you know why i do an auction draft because because my testicles dropped (laughs) that's why i mean some some people they haven't dropped i mean i don't want to make fun of them but mine have dropped so i do an auction draft. what i don't understand is is the fact that this is a guy who on the closterman podcast points out how trivial things like deflate gate and the ray rice thing which in fact, was not all that trivial, seeing no. as it was domestic violence and a crime. But what he wants to point out is something that he thinks is non-trivial, which is auction draft versus snake draft. Perhaps inconsistent. <laughs> also, poor Matt Berry, who cannot possibly agree with Bill on this, at risk of alienating the majority of his audience. <laughs> at 1753, Matt, is this somehow subconscious approval of Philadelphia sports? Just believe in the process. It could be. I'll take it. Matt, I'm so nervous waiting for your answer. In fact, as Bill points out at 2322, I'm on pins and needles, but not just one way. I was on pins and needles in a variety of ways the that whole times. How many different ways can you be on pins and needles? The smorgasbord of pins and needles. 
But my favorite part is not just that he's on pins and needles in a variety of ways. It's that he's on pins and needles a variety of ways the whole times. The whole times. At 25.11, Bill wants to find out if his awesome employee, Cousin Kyle, is paying attention. Kyle, you and agree with this? What, Kyler Murray is to bet on? Being special? Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to wake up Kyle. It looks like he Fair was getting enough. sleepy. Understood. Sorry, Oh, come on. He, Sorry. This- Calling Bill Simmons entitled on the Bill Simmons podcast is golden. Most mass thing ever. Wait, we have <laughs> to like, go. because like you're the most entitled. Bill has to go. Great job, Matthew. Oh, yeah, he immediately kicks him <laughs> off. Sorry, we're done. At 35-33, Bill Simmons pulls out of the mothballs his favorite trope for how things can be fired. No, it's not a machine gun. <laughs> no, it's not a uh, Gatlin gun. No, it's not a cannon or a fire hose. It's this. You guys are shooting fantasy information out like it's a T-shirt gun. Why, why, why T-shirt gun? And he goes back to the T-shirt gun trope later in this podcast, and he's used it before. Yes. There's so many other options. 4333. This feels like it's an insult to Dungeons & Dragons, mostly because I'm not sure this is how you pronounce Dungeons & Dragons. Unless you're in, like, Dungeons & Dragons fantasy world. <laughs> if you were drunk, I'd say you would say it. At 4408, Matt, your response to this Mallory take. He'll be a Philly. No at some pressure. Point. He will be a Philly at some point. He will. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that is not going to be prime Mike Trout because this is prime Mike Trout. You could get him with one or two really good years, and then you're going to have to pay him for like some above average but not crazy Mike Trout years. You would trust the process. I would take it. At forty-five, forty-five. I've never seen a show that has more scenes of somebody in their car phone. Car phones? Are they still a thing? No. Just a phone you have in your car. It's like 1991. Well, just in case you're not sure, Bill is because he uses car phone twice. Chats. Baller season five is just like rock and his car phone. Do you think it means that the rock has a car that literally has a phone in it? And also, yeah. why would you need that? Yeah. In 2019, <laughs> why would you need that? At 50 minutes and 42 seconds, you know what launches things at a high speed? <laughs> Matt, can you guess? Just going to be firing Odell's watches from a t-shirt cannon gun. A t-shirt cannon gun? Wow. Is that- a t-shirt cannon gun is a gun that shoots t-shirt cannons. Wow. <laughs> He's doubled it's down on enormous. <laughs> and and they're a bit to catch. <laughs> At 57:47, I'm thinking this is an edit just based on the inflection of the words. Claire, you can count on. I'm having trouble uh remembering what I meant when I wrote this down, but what I wrote was at 104:35, Bill has seen something terrifying. <laughs> this is it. Bill Simmons talks through a burp and suddenly it just looks like he doesn't have coordination in his body <laughs> and then he comments on it by saying this i started crying scene. talking about my rant oh yeah it does sound like he saw something terrifying <laughs> this might be the worst sound mouth noise thing that we've ever had i mean this is like he talks all the way through it it's like a full sentence yeah and suddenly it just looks like he doesn't have coordination in his body i've been keeping track of bill's laughs swallows and mouth sounds here are all the swallows and mouth sounds we finally jared goff had other ideas should mention again it was i think just came back right now if this was apple tv rogue never had mon chiefs minus odds are i can get a with about rams piano even going back to my old website a bunch of ring up this week it is the story that won the night and they just Here's the thing, a lot of, so much more, so much more. Thank you. Not betting on Kirk Cousins. I actually think had to come out. They had the ball. 
Now, at 123.55, Bill, who is aware enough to realize that it sounded like he was crying that one time, <laughs> goes in on poor House, who does really sound like he's sick. Our mutual pal, Kevin Brady, is here in D.C. All I've heard from all week are people from New England that are coming into town to go out to uh, the FedEx joint. And Bill, going back to a joke he just made, asks House if House is crying. Are you crying? It sounds like you're, you've just broken up. What happened? House is gutting it out because he says he needs a drink. I need a drink of water. Jesus. Are you dying? What's Hold happening? On. And he probably realizes, A, Kyle's not going to help him out. And B, this is what Bill always does. And it sounds like <laughs> So House, instead of taking a drink, instead of slurping, instead of swallowing into the mic, is just going to get through it. I'm going to drink water <laughs> on, the on air. The he says at one point that he was going to ask Kyle for to, to give him a break for a drink. I was going to ask Kyle if I could take a, a, a break, but I forgot that Kyle's a <laughs> so uh, was, I'm not going <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not, I'm I'm not, not going to do out. that. He simply doesn't trust Bill or Kyle to do their job right. Do that, I'm just going <laughs> to take a sip of water on air. So he's going to try to get it done on his own terms. Well, he's basically like... Well, they never stop it when they do it. Why should I expect them to do it for yes. me? Yes, and then he says he's going to drink water on air, which Bill does all the time. Yes. At 129.10, Bill has the f***ing balls to call out poor house for this. Three. <laughs> wow, sick house. This is like... not on mic. House, of course, points out he was trying not to cough into the microphone. It's still picked up, but he's trying not to because... Bill's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Bill's talking about the great receivers, or at least early in the season, the... Uh, Pretty good performances by uh, two of the receivers for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he can't figure out the best way to say they're going to have good games. So he goes to his recent favorite replacement word. Evans and Godwin are going to uh, alternate this year as having awesome things. As having awesome things. Yes. It implies that they will own yes. great things. Possessions. <laughs> That's what's important. Mac, great job by you. You have been an awesome employee of the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast this week. I instill awe. This has been the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. One time I was at a church camp with this kid, and I managed to burp all the way through the alphabet, and then one through ten in the <laughs> wow. same burp. Yeah. No way. Yeah.